0: This episode of Locked On MLB is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every event more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And now let's get us started on this episode of Locked On MLB.
1: You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. How do you like that plug back there? I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please check out my lower third Call me Sully. I just realized I don't always have the camera pointed in this specific direction. I like that plug. That looks professional, doesn't it? Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Check us out at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. There's my lower third. You can follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And as soon as we figure out what the heck uh, this other, what's it called, Mastodon? Who knows? Apparently, I'm on there too. Um, by the way, be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast locked on MLB, or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Locked On Twins, which for now is hosted by our good friend, friend of the podcast, regular participant, Nash Walker. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, Sully. It's good to be back. Last yeah. time. Fumble the Yankees trivia question, but mm-hmm. I, I told Sully right before I got on today. I learned something from Sully every time. And for that I'm grateful. So I I know I'll learn something. I already learned something today about Cleveland back in nineteen forty eight. I feel like oh, i yeah, learn more. Yeah. i right. more. Um,
0: that. yeah, Nash and I were talking before we started recording about the the movie that I directed. God, it was we were It was about two decades ago, it was released in 2007, it seems like, in some ways it seems like it was yesterday and some, it feels like 10 lifetimes ago. Uh, The film I'll Believe You that I was the director and co-writer for, um, and it featured the the late, great Fred Willard, one of the great comedic minds of all time, and he has a wonderful part in the film as the uh, radio station manager of the film. And in real life, the great Fred Willard was a rabid Cleveland Indian fan. They were called the Indians then. He was a rabid Cleveland Indians fan. And we struck up a conversation in between takes about uh, the 1948 World Series, which was to this date the last time Cleveland won a title. And uh, he said at one point, he mentioned Gene Bearden. He said, you wouldn't know who that is. And I said, he... Through the complete game victory to clinch the pennant for Cleveland against Boston, and came out of the bullpen to win the World Series. And to this date, as of this recording, this is the last pitcher ever to clinch a World Series title uh, for for the franchise. And he was, needless to say, a little bit impressed. A little bit impressed. Well, yeah. here, oh, here's another. Here's a, another trivia question for you, or another, I guess, a little thing to learn. I won't say it as a trivia question. I'll say it as a factoid. The 1948 Cleveland Indians, who won the World Series, they defeated the Boston Braves. That's mm. how long ago it was. The Braves were in freaking Boston. Um, the uh, the Cleveland Indians of that year, 1948, were the first team, the first integrated team to ever win the World Series. Wow. Because Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier the year before, and mm. the the... Dodgers lost the World Series in game 7 that year and Cleveland went to the World Series. Larry Doby was on that team and Satchel Paige pitched on that team. So there you go. There Amazing. You go.
1: Yeah, I love that. There you go. Uh uh
0: the great progress and something to mention in for Black History Month with a team wearing uh well actually their hat did not have Chief Wahoo on it. Mm. So anyone like I always said the people who uh were saying that you know the Chief Wahoo logo, keep it for the tradition, keep it for the tradition. I say, like, it wasn't a good luck charm. Yeah. Only twice in the wild card era has Game Seven of the World Series gone to extra innings. And the only teams to lose extra innings of Game Seven of the World Series, the wildcard era, were Cleveland of nineteen ninety seven and Cleveland of twenty sixteen. It's not a good luck charm. Maybe change things up a little bit. But I know one person who doesn't want it to change up too much is Nash <laughs> Walker, who is for Locked On Twins, and they're playing in an American League Central where unless the White Sox turn things around and losing Jose Abreu and being a little bit rudderless and making some, uh, let's just say it, not smart moves this offseason, uh, it looks like it could be a two-horse race in the American League Central, between the Guardians and the Twins. Uh, And and the Twins made the biggest headline move of the offseason of any team in that division. So, Nash, um, talk to us a little bit about the Twins and moving forward in what is a winnable 2023.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the – I would would call it a misconception, but maybe it's a a double-edged sword – the team last year looks a lot like the team this year. And the team last year won 78 games. So I think there's, the, there's a skepticism about if they're going to be better, or if they are better, how are they going to be better with a balanced schedule now? They're not yeah. going to be up on the Central as much. How's that going to look in 2023, right. 2024, 2025? But it's specifically for this team, in the rotation, they're not the same. Because there were times last year, I always bring this series up in September, and you probably remember it. I'm sure we, we talked about it. I went to Game 2 at Target Field, and they were neck and neck with Cleveland. I think they were a game and a half back in the middle of September. Home series. They -hmm. started Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, and Josh Winder, who was a rookie in that series, against Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill, in a must-win series. Those are the starters they trotted out there. And God love Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy, and and hopefully Josh Winder has a, a nice career for the Twins. But that's hopefully not going to be the case this year. It's They're replaced. Pablo Lopez is now in the rotation, hoping Tyler Malley is healthy for a lot of the season. Kenta Maeda is back mm-hmm. from Tommy John surgery. So you look at this rotation, there's not a weak link in the rotation on paper. They have four starters who threw at least 100 innings with an ERA that was league average or better last year. Lopez Gray, Malley, and Joe Ryan. You have Bailey Ober as well. You got some depth at AAA. So the pitching is deeper. They're still missing that frontline starter. I was hoping they'd get this offseason, but I don't think it's the same team. They did subtract Luis Urias, And as you know, Sully, covering baseball for as long as you have, every season's different, even if you have the same club, because players can be different. Players develop. Players regress. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what it looks like. But for now, I agree with you. I think they're going to be in it, in the Central.
0: Well, and of course, you, you take a look at the team last year. They spent the majority of the year in first place. You know, they spent 91 games in first place out of 162 game season. Mm-hmm. And remember when they tied the uh, they tied Cleveland. They were up. They were 68 and 64 when they tied Cleveland the day before Memorial Day, on uh, Labor Day. I'm sorry. And they were gonna they played the Yankees. Now, lest we forget, the Yankees had an up and down. uh, They had a terrible second half of July and all of August. If that had stretched a little bit further, (laughs) because they actually the Minnesota wound up losing that series to um, to the Yankees, uh, that doubleheader sweep that they lost. And, you know, then then, you know, then they wound up getting just Cleveland just manhandled them. I mean, they just couldn't beat – they couldn't win a game against Cleveland, and that basically – Cleveland went on a rampage they the did. final month of the season. But on September 5th, they were tied – I'm going to BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. They were tied for first place on the, uh, on the 5th of September, and after that game, it was – To season ten and nine. I mean, even finishing, you know, even finishing five hundred down the stretch, they would have been in decent shape. The point I'm making is to say, like, they remind too much of of last year. They were not a bad team last year. They had a bad September, mm-hmm. is what happened.
1: They did. Their September was was a nightmare. A nightmare. And Cleveland was the opposite, as you said. Cleveland just played amazing baseball, and credit to them for putting it together. That's When you and I jumped on here, I think we we had an episode in, in July or late August, and we said, somebody's going to run. Somebody's got to do it. And I was hopeful it would be the Twins. I think you had a feeling, oh, maybe it will be the Twins. They made some moves at the deadline, but it was Cleveland. They made the run. They won the 90 games, and they earned it. They won a playoff series. Twins haven't won a. Playoff game in their last 18 tries, so Cleveland earned it, and they'll be back. And that's I was in in production of
0: that movie the last time. (laughs) Yes, the twins won. Okay, yes, you were. You were in production. I I was not yet a father.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: My kids are now applying for colleges. Okay, and they can look me in the eye and say, "Dad, I've never seen the twins win a playoff game in my lifetime."
1: Yes, I. I always. I think it's 2004. Yes, it was, game one, on the floor, it was game
0: one. Yeah. Game one, game one. Again, I'm doing this from your Game one of 04 and then they had the lead in extra innings, uh, in game two of that series against the Yankees, and then the Yankees rallied, and then there was the Ruben Sierra home run, uh, in game four. But you know that 04 ALCS could very well have been Red Sox Twins, mm-hmm. which would not have had the same cachet.
1: No, I don't think so. Although you would have preferred it. <laughs> yes, I, I prefer just a playoff win. I would yeah. prefer a playoff win first, and then we'll move oh. on to the series. But yeah, well, we'll see. At, I mean, but, there's a path. You know, but a look, at,
0: I'm just saying the way the team is situated right now uh, and the way that I think that they've made, obviously, the Correa thing's not hanging over them, and it's not a very strong division. Uh, I think that putting money down on the twins wouldn't be the dumbest thing in the world and do you what if you're putting any money down check out our new partner and that's FanDuel we're excited about our new sports betting partner for lockdown because of the number one sports book in America FanDuel if you're new to FanDuel that's even better they got so many great features makes betting on sports fun and easy and the big game are we allowed to say it? oh it says that on the copy the Super Bowl It's coming up. The only app you need at the Super Bowl party is FanDuel. Now, you can download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57. With a no sweat first bet, you get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel sports app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash lockdown to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Look at that. Amazing. Amazing. So (laughs) we're here with Nash Walker. For now, the host of Locked On Twins. Um, so the whole Carlos Correa uh soap opera, if you're a Giants or Mets fans, you call it a fiasco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um boy, if I'd gone to FanDuel at the end of the year and said put your money down on where Correa's gonna land, uh I <laughs> twins were not where I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh that was a. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't had you on since then, have I? It's been uh we didn't talk about that the last time you were on. But what is what are your thoughts of the of, you know, the fact that that element is not, you know, you don't look at him as like a glorified rental player.
1: I think that is actually a factor that has not been discussed because as a fan, as I was watching last year and you mentioned it. I was watching thinking they need to do this now because he's gone, right? They right. need to win the division. They need to get yeah. in the playoffs. It's got to happen now. You have Correa and Buxton for one year. Let's make this thing happen. Now you get six tries or seven or eight or nine or ten tries with Correa. Not every year is going to be him and his age 27 season, you know, right. five-and-a-half, six-win player, but I feel pretty good about him this year if the if the ankle's okay, which we, we don't know. We'll have to see on that. <laughs> But when I, was just, when,
0: when I, I forget who it was that said that he's going to be he's he, he's expecting a child, and they yeah. said pending, phys- some real pending yeah, oh, physical. pending Pending physical. physical. Child,
1: pending physical. I was on a, a boat back in Cabo when he first signed with the Giants, and Ooh, I saw a,
0: look, the look going on the fancy vacation.
1: I, I saw the tweet uh, from Passan, and I thought, okay, like yeah, three hundred fifty million. Obviously, sucked because I thought the Twins had a, had a chance, and we later found out maybe they actually did or not. They missed twice, but I, I remember seeing that and thinking, okay, it, it's this is what was expected. It's okay. Then when I saw the Mets one, I was pissed as a fan because I was thinking, why did the Twins not get back in this? Why why did they not go out and you know raise their offer and try to get him back? But they weren't willing to go to three fifteen, and and they stopped at two eighty five. And that was frustrating for me. As And I came on the show and I said, I would have loved to see the twins push it. And then when that broke down, so yeah, I honestly felt as I was recording shows, like, do people really want to keep hearing about this? Because every single day it was Carlos Correa watch. What's right. going on? Are the twins in it? A lot of people, a lot of fans, you're dumb for even thinking or mentioning the twins in this conversation. And it's hard to argue that because he did sign with two other teams. Yeah. But when it came down to it, we got there, and it just kept. We kept waiting and waiting for him to finalize with the Mets. How are the Twins not back in it at that point? And I, I figured that I pushed through doing the shows, talking about Correa, talking about the Twins as they had a chance, and then we heard he's a Twin. I, I, I don't care personally that they're a third choice to prom. I know that's. I don't, I don't care. because crap. I don't care that's because the, the whole outlook of the team with him instead of Kyle Farmer as your everyday shortstop completely changes the whole scope of the season. It really yeah. does. So I'm just I mean, grateful.
0: I mean, I'll tell you the, and again, this is coming from a neutral party here. Um, I could not believe the Orioles were not in on him.
1: Yeah. I remember to you me. You thought Baltimore was going to sign him.
0: I thought Baltimore was the ultimate landing place for him, especially when you consider the team made, and again, people listening to this are sick of me saying this. The the Orioles made that leap into winning baseball, which they hadn't mm-hmm. been since Puck Showalter refused to bring in Zach Britton. That was the mm-hmm. last time they had a winning team on the field. And so they finally made over that hump. And to tell their fans to say, hey, look it, we're going to try to compete. In fact, we're going to bring a star. And they have a big gaping hole at shortstop. You could, you got fans who are drooling to be excited about the Baltimore Orioles. And to have something positive to say about the Angelos family and everything. Like that Did you had Correa, especially when I saw, the obviously, the years – Became the issue. The Orioles have a bargain basement. Uh, payroll. Uh, payroll. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so now you're like, okay, seeing that he's been showing up to press conferences and a full body cast that, you know, you're not, you're, it's not going to be a, a 11, 12, 13 year. Right. deal. It's going to be like a five year deal said, okay, that's more, you know, I think the years scare people more off than the money mm-hmm. these days. So I thought this is perfect for Baltimore. You sign him to a shorter term deal get the fan base like, we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. There were other teams like St. Louis and other who I thought made sense as well, and obviously the Yankees. I honestly didn't think he was going to come back to Minnesota because I kind of thought if he felt like, okay, I've been here, I've done that. But the Twins stepped up and they were the team that they, I thought I thought another team was going to scoop him up because I think the Mets felt I think both the Mets and the Giants were like, oh no no Mm -hmm. no no you don't back down from that and say oh we're going to reduce the years like no this was a red flags going up there um but um you know i think the years are are manageable you know even if he does get hurt it's not like you're saying oh god we're on the hook for the next you know 11 12
1: years with this guy Mm -hmm. you know well, he said at the end to Boris, and I, I think it ultimately came down to his relationship with the twins. It really did, because he said to Boris, "It's been reported, find a way to get me back to Minnesota when he was done with the Mets." Because Sully, to me, you're making a good point. Why would Baltimore not be in at six two hundred? Why would the Yankees not be in at six two hundred? Why St. would St. Louis St. Louis not be in at six two hundred? Anybody, anybody? He said he's willing to play third. You know, so any anybody should be willing at that number. I guess there there were teams scared off because of the ankle. Right. But this is such, if you told me at the beginning of the offseason, the Twins are going to retain Carlos Cray, I'd say, I don't even care. I don't care what the money is. It's not my money. I mean, that's that's the main goal of the offseason. And the number two, they're going to get him at six for 200 with team options Mm -hmm. for the next four seasons following. And it could turn into a 10-year, 300-whatever-million-dollar deal or 11 because he signed the one-year deal last year. I would say that is the... Best outcome you could ever even think of for this offseason for the twins in Korea. That's okay, where we're me,
0: at. Let me bring up another name here, another factor here, and that's Royce Lewis. Mm-hmm. Now, Royce Lewis is their top prospect or one of their top prospects, um, and he's a shortstop. Now, is he is now Carlos Correa is there? Are the twins, I mean, What? How are they going to make this work? I mean, again, this is the problem you want to have with Mm -hmm. the team. You know, you want like I don't know where they're going to play all these people. Injuries will happen. You'll find the spaces for everyone. Is this a situation you think that maybe having a Correa there? Remember, Correa was a positive influence on Bergman when Mm -hmm. he was with the Astros. Could Correa do something similar with with Royce Lewis and? Obviously, I don't mean to shock you. There are some injury potentials going on with Correa. Mm. Could this mean Correa could move even to third or to first base and sort of take Royce Lewis under his wing? And suddenly, it's like you, it's like you have two stars on the team.
1: Potentially, I'm such a believer in Royce. Back to back knee surgeries, but I I just think yeah. I believe I believe in him. I believe in like his work ethic and and who he is. Like it's just mm-hmm. he's been top notch ever since he came in the organization. I believe in him. We'll continue to believe in him. It's not like Houston where Houston could let Carlos go because they had Pena and they wanted to give him that opportunity. I was seeing that like twins fans were making that argument. It's okay to let Carlos go because Royce is just going to fill in. And that was fine to think about, but the twins don't have enough talent elsewhere to to sustain that loss. Houston has Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bergman, list goes on, and Pena himself. they couldn't couldn't sustain that loss with Correa and still be looked at as a serious contender to make the playoffs, in my opinion, without moves elsewhere that would have really raised the ceiling and floor. So that was secondary, I think, in my mind. Like Royce is great. I think Royce is going to be a really good major league player, but you worry about that second. Try to get Correa back. I think Correa will end up playing third on this deal. That's usually how it goes. But for Royce, I think he can play left. I think he can play third. I, can, I think he can play second. He got hurt in center last year. That's how he, he tore his ACL yeah. for the second time. But I think he can back up Byron in center. I think mm-hmm. he can bounce everywhere all around the field. Not going to maximize his value that way. But, I mean, I would rather have Correa and Royce bouncing around.
0: Right. And I think another thing is sometimes when you know, he came up through, as a shortstop through the system, you see a lot of times players who come up in mm-hmm. a position like that, find their home somewhere else on the field. let we forget Mookie Betts came up as a second baseman with the mm-hmm. Red Sox. You know, uh, you know, Gary Sheffield came up as a shortstop with Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> I mean, you see times players who came up with one position, you know, end up somewhere else. You know, Lewis strikes me as a player who you just want to have on your team. You know, find, yeah. find the position for him to play. If he's shortstop, great. If not, He's going to help the team wherever he's going. Now they also made the big trade with. Um, I was yeah. Gonna say, with Miami, I, gonna I watched say. your
1: show. I watched your show. So Tell I me your thoughts you. I on your that. Take. I got your take on it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked your take. Uh, the what was deal. My take
0: again? I can't remember my take. I'm trying. Take? I
1: was watching on my TV, and I remember you were you were discussing Luis Arise. And you said, in today's day and age, a batting champion is just it's a gold label. It used to be. Today it's not as much of a gold label to be a batting champ, and that's true. But everything you see is batting champion Luis Arise. Still, you know, I agree with you. I think if I remember my take
0: correctly, I like the move for both teams. Mm -hmm. That Miami needs to have a bat; they need to have a hitter on that team. Yep. And by and while Lopez was a very, I think, a very stiff price to pay to get a hitter, by bringing in Cueto. And the fact, they still have the Cy Young Award winner. They still have a bunch of good pitches on the team that they still have a good, solid rotation. But Miami actually has a very good rotation. And adding a bat, they need to have a few, you know, hopefully his getting hits will help this. You hope that there's a chain reaction. um, It's no small price to acquire Lopez, but... As we saw down the stretch, you just said, in a critical series against Cleveland, they're starting rookies, they're starting journeymen. Mm-hmm. They need to have legitimate major league pitchers in their yeah. rotation. Yes. And so, yes, it's a it's a risky trade. It's a trade that could blow up in their face. But it's also a trade that, you know, having, uh, this is just my opinion, having, you know, solidify a starting rotation has a chain reaction. In that if you have a good starting rotation, you're not wearing down the bullpen. Mm -hmm. You have a good starting rotation, you're not putting the pressure on the offense to score seven or eight runs a game. You have a good starting rotation, you know, they feed off of each other. And the lack of the starting rotation depth that they had last year bit them in the butt in that disastrous September.
1: For sure. It's just, I like the feeling. I'm going to like the feeling when I'm looking at the probables. Because you go on MLB app or CBS or whatever you use, you look at probables. I'm going to feel on most days the Twins have a pretty decent pitcher going. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say that last year. And I no. saw, oh, Bundy's pitching tomorrow. Archer's pitching Thursday. It's like, I mean, they could win, you know, baseball. It's not always who's the starting but you're winning 8-7. You're, you're, winning asking, eight, seven. you're right.
0: asking the bullpen to come in in the fourth.
1: Right, and you can't trap Bundy out against Shane Bieber no. in a must-win series. It's just not. It's not tenable. And I think
0: they were finishing the game with Classe. I mean, yep. it was like, you know, you had like a two inning window to yes. score all those runs.
1: Yep. And they did that that night, the night before that opener, they went down seven nothing and yeah. they had a huge like eighth inning against Karen check. But that was it. They were yeah. that was it. And they lost seven six. But they had one inning basically to try to battle back.
0: I think that's. I, if I'm, I forgive me. I don't remember every damn podcast I do. I do five of them in a week. I mean, God's sakes, I'm not a machine. <laughs> but if I, I think i if I didn't do this, I'm going to do this now. I remember Kansas City got killed when they traded Will Myers, their top prospect, to and um, Jake Odorizzi to Tampa, and they got back Shields and Wade Davis. Now, of course, mm-hmm. Wade Davis went on to become the World Series bullpen hero when they won in 2015. But Shields, you know, I remember defending the trade when it happened, saying, yeah, Myers could turn out to be a great player, but we know James Shields is a major league pitcher. Yep. And you saw the acquirement in 2013, he was a key partner winning the pen in 2014. He wasn't a Cy Young award winner either way, but just having a major leaguer every five days allowed Kansas City to fill in the other slots mm-hmm. and wind up getting to back-to-back world series. All I right. mean, and look, is that going to happen with the Minnesota Twins? Yes. <laughs> And go to FanDuel.com and, and liquidate, go it. Go liquidate it. your portfolio and put it all down there on the Twins.
1: <laughs> the Twins owe you at FanDuel is 83 and a half. So would you take the over or the under?
0: I don't know how to bet. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> I hate to, like, I hate do to break it to more? you. And I, I, may
0: have, I may have lied to you during the FanDuel read. Um <laughs> And you and, you uh, and, and, and mind won- you, by the way, please, please, please lo- go on to faduel.com whenever <laughs> no, you can. Now, or when okay. we're done. We can go. When we're done, when we're done. Um, no, I, I don't know what that means.
1: Do you think they'll win 84 or more?
0: Oh, oh, I thought you were oh 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 I'm sorry, you're doing the over-under of yes, the wins. Yes, oh, I thought what it was like what are, I thought you were doing – they're minus 200. I
1: don't know what that means. Yeah. The um, don't. Um don't wait, what involved. is the
0: over under on them?
1: 83 and a half wins.
0: Mm, I actually think that's pretty. I do think they're going to have a winning season. I don't mm. think they're going to win 90 games. Um, if I were a betting man, and if I was, I'd go to FanDuel.
1: <laughs> yeah, um Lockdown. Uh,
0: but uh, I would probably bet on Cleveland just because I, I think I, – It's see, a tough I number. think, I think it's I, yeah, it's number. really tough because you yep. don't have the balanced schedule. So they're not going to be smacking around you know uh, Kansas City and Detroit right. as often as they were. I think Cleveland's going to be high 80s, and I think Minnesota's going to be mid-80s. Yep. So I think only about f- maybe four or five games are going to maybe separate them. And they, of course, you know, obviously one month here, one month there could be the difference. I think 83 is pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: I said 82 you know, to 88 today on the show. I said I think they'll win between 82 and 88 games. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair.
0: It all depends on their pitching. Yeah. It just, I mean, like, how many teams do I have to say that? Actually, some teams I don't have to say that about. Cleveland, if they can hit mm-hmm. with their pitching staff.
1: They'll be fine.
0: I think they'll win 93, 94 games if they can, right. if 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 a few hitters emerge with there. I think Miami, if they start hitting, they have a shot to be a fringe wildcard team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, win those low 80s. You know, I think they, they have a wonderful pitching staff. And um, Don Mattingly is no longer the manager. And every time Don Mattingly leaves an organization, they go to the World Series. (laughs) Look it up. But, uh, you know, the – but I think Minnesota is really based on their pitching staff, Mm -hmm. really. And we'll see the effect of – I mean, who who, who are they projected as their starting five right now? Sonny Gray,
1: Tyler Malley, Pablo Lopez.
0: I I forgot they had Molly. That's yes. right. They made the Molly yeah. tree. Yeah.
1: Joe Ryan um, and yep. Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda. Yeah.
0: If Kenta Maeda comes back, because when he was healthy, he was a he was really awesome. good pitcher with Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, there's a lot of ifs.
1: Yep. It's you hypotheticals. Know, there's hypotheticals. a lot of the hypotheticals. The hypotheticals. Twins lead the
0: league in hypotheticals. They
1: do. Tyler Malley missed uh all, the whole second half basically last year. Yeah. Pablo Lopez <laughs> shoulder. Like they just they got questions,
0: but Tyler Malley, when he's healthy, it was very very good with Cincinnati.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: so I mean yeah, I mean, a lot of these pitchers, if you get a couple of them to to just be good, you know it's so mm-hmm. good is better than bad. Right. Mediocre is better than bad. Sometimes yeah. just uh, you know a, a a game here or a game there.
1: Uh, Jordan and, Lyles. Jordan Lyle yeah. good example last year. Mm-hmm. Not, is he good? I don't know if he's good, but he's mediocre. He's better yeah. than bad. You know, he eats a minute. Mediocre
0: innings. is better than bad. I agree. Uh speaking of mediocre or bad, um, Rocco Baldelli, uh, the manager. Um, is he on the hot seat?
1: I don't I think this uh front office and Rocco are one. So if yeah, he is, I you
0: mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah,
1: if he is, then I think the front office is that I said last night. If this is another losing season, that would be three in a row. And they're 0-6 in the playoffs under this regime. And this is year seven for the front office. So if this is another losing season, and it's three in a row, I think the front office and Rocco then are on the hot seat. I don't think today, maybe it's slightly warm, but I don't think it's hot today.
0: I'm going to say this, you know, because it's amazing how quickly things have turned. If you had told me in 2019, the two Joes, Joe Girardi and Joe Madden were just floating out
1: there, mm-hmm.
0: unemployed. Anyone could sign him now. And mm-hmm. and and the, the and you've had a carousel of managerial changes over the last couple of years. Now, granted, one team picked up a future Hall of Famer with Bruce Bochy. And uh, get your sh- get your shots out. I'm going to say it again. Uh, I don't understand why no one will hire one of Bruce Bochy's lieutenants. Mm. Uh, I have a group of listeners who say every time I mention Bruce Bochi's lieutenants, they do a shot. And you'll get absolutely <laughs> wasted listening to this. But like, Joe Madden is went from the surefire going to the Hall of Fame to can't get a gig. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Girardi went from, hey, he won with the Yankees, And he was manager of the year with the Mariners, not the Mariners, with the Marlins. If he leads another team to the World Series, we may have to start talking about him as a Hall of Fame manager. They're out there updating their LinkedIn page. And, you know, and I think of a team where there is sky-high expectations increased payroll, you can't use the no payroll argument anymore, mm-hmm. and potential Hall of Fame managers floating out there in the ether, Um, I'm kind of befuddled. Like, do people, I mean, like, how did their stock
1: fall that fast? Joe Madden is, he, he's having trouble, I think, because of the, the, the numbers. <laughs> I think I've seen that he, uh, He's outwardly and publicly expressed displeasure with the the current game, and I think for modern front offices, they they want somebody. I'm not going to use the word puppet, silly, but they want somebody that is that is unified in their beliefs. And I'm not sure Joe Madden is, and I'm not sure he would be with this Twins front office of forward thinking, numbers based, uh, you know, progressive, if, if you may, baseball today. I don't, I don't, maybe that's, maybe I'm off base, but I think that's what it is for Madden. Girardi, I'm not as sure, uh, but with, with Madden, I think he's a little more old school than teams today prefer. But we're seeing Bochy, you see so many, you know, Larusa. you see guys getting hired anyway.
0: Yeah, I I think it, I, he, that strikes me it would be a, a, a move made by an owner. Who mm. say enough of this? This guy won a World Series with the freaking Cubs, took the freaking Rays to the World Series, and I don't know what any of you guys are talking about, but this guy's a winner. Yeah. Um, I understand Girardi is apparently a pain in the ass, um, but uh, he was a good manager. I right. Mean, I mean, the, you saw how the Phillies relaxed when he got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, the Phillies were not the right fit for him, evidently, but. You know, I think a rebuilding squad could use someone like that, but who, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have nothing against belly and it's amazing how uh quickly someone could become a smart manager once they start winning. Right. Um, you know, I I you know we'll see what happens. But hey, um bit of business to take care of. Uh Nash Walker, host of Lockdown Twins. But not for much longer.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you saw, Sully, Uh I'm moving to Reno.
0: And yes.
1: I'm yes. I'm gonna work with the which A's is an A's, A's affiliate. Yes. D backs. Yes. Oh, oh, so oh That's D-backs, right. That's D-backs. right.
0: That's right. The uh, yep. I'm sorry. They no, they were right. an A's affiliate. Oh, West.
1: Mind. Yeah. Oh, they okay. were an A's affiliate. Okay. Yeah. So I'm moving to Reno in uh, two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and it's sad. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. It'll be. I think it'll be eight hundred and seventy episodes of Lockdown Twins, which is crazy. Uh, I remember sitting here in 2020 after they got swept by the Astros. or are not here, but I was sitting at school thinking, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> they, they just got swept again. They lost. <laughs> the I'm not sure if I can keep going, but I did for a couple more years, and I'm so grateful. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. I wouldn't give it up if I if I didn't have to. Um, but I understand, and it's all part of the business. So yeah, I'm, but- I'm grateful for how I've grown. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, your show is great. Thank you. I'll be here. And, and we're going to hold on. Obviously, I felt betrayed. Uh, I felt anger. Uh, the, I was going to make your lower third say Benedict Arnold, you know, just an absolute <laughs> traitor to our country. But, um, but hey, I, I wish you the best of luck. You did a great job with Lockdown Twins. We always loved having you on the show. And uh, when when you told in our little group meetings that we have the locked on group meetings, um, you you this was brought up, and I'm like, well, we gotta have you on for at least one more, you, course, know, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you uh, know. Uh, and I wish I had some parting gifts for you. Um, <laughs> I I think I can get you some built bars. Built bar,
1: uh, built, yeah. I maybe built. get com. you. Or you your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Oh, re- oh yeah, can. really?
0: You know that's yeah. uh, you know the the macros are great on that. Uh, exactly. hey before yeah, hey, look at before you go what is your favorite built bar flavor
1: i love the coconut mm-hmm. the it's coconut good. bars yep how about you uh
0: raspberry i, oh, like, the really? raspberry.
1: No, I like the raspberry no i like the i
0: love the tanginess of the raspberry yeah the char- i actually do
1: too now that i think of it yeah, yeah. it's
0: really good it's it's, it's, yeah. a, it's almost that jelly donut quality you it know, is it's really they're, they're really so cool. good i'm not yeah just they're saying great that. they're, they're so great good. uh the mint one is great yeah um the coconut one is fantastic and some of the puffs are fantastic. We mm. we've, we've just uh, <laughs> sh- should I mark this down that oh, we did yeah. a built bar read?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. They are. They're so good. I They're say so that. so good.
0: So go They're to so builtbar.built.com. Uh, yeah, <laughs> With that. So,
1: thank you. Hey. Thank you for always educating the people. Educating me as a young baseball fan. And uh, I will come on whenever. I don't have to be the host. I'll come on whenever. I know.
0: I know. But we're not allowed to have you back on. <laughs> it's over.
1: But, uh... <laughs> be nice to the new host. Be nice yes. to the new host. I know you yeah, will. I'm You'll look, be very –
0: f- Yeah, I'm looking forward to being the new host and everything like that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and you know, continue to subscribe to Locked On Twins. Yes. But also continue to follow Nash Walker on Twitter at NashWalker9. Nine.
1: Yes, thank you, Sully, and follow Absolutely. Sully at Sully Baseball for Lockdown Twins listeners always.
0: Thanks, buddy, appreciate it. And hey, uh, and and since we're we're uh, jumping up and down like this, uh, I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown MLB your first listen every day. Uh, your second listen clearly make it Lockdown Twins, especially when they finally get a halfway decent host in there. But uh, <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, that was a yeah. Joke. Now you know,
1: you know why I'm leaving. I'm leaving. God <laughs> for
0: your third list, and have that be wherever Nash Walker winds up. And you're the the Reno. Are you? What are you doing with Reno? Are you going to be? I'll you be, broad,
1: be I'll be broadcasting. Loving uh, it. The broadcast team, and then I'm Loving doing uh, content creation.
0: Yeah, now we're talking. See, now we're yep. talking.
1: I'm yeah, excited. Man, I got
0: to see if I can become the voice of the
1: the, the Reno. Uh, voice,
0: uh, yeah, who's the uh, the 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 Rancho Cucamonga Quakes? Yeah, yeah. Let's see if I let's see. could Sully be the voice of the Quakes?
1: The quakes,
0: the Sully I quakes. Love those. Let's get a Let's get a hashtag, Sully quakes. <laughs> um, to try to get anyone fired, including myself. I just gotta. I have a dental plan with my job. Uh your third, your third. Listen, have that be locked on MLB prospects. was Lindsay Crosby, he's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars tomorrow, including Royce. The uh, Royce, it's Royce Lewis, right? Yeah. The the star prospect for the Minnesota Twins. I bet he talks about them anyway. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Saying happy trails, Thank you Nash taller. Walker of Locked On Twins, soon to be the voice of your Reno Ace. I have to get a <laughs> Reno Aces hat. Really um, hat. <laughs> and uh, this has been Locked On MLB, Locked On Twins crossover. I'm here today, which is the eighth day of February 2023, I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, I'm begging you, call me Sully.